What up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season three, episode thirty-seven of Joshua's Proximity. Man, it's been a while. Um, this is going to be the last episode of Joshua's Proximity from my parents' kitchen. Man, I get married in ten days, so that's why I haven't been putting out episodes. That's an excuse, but you know, I don't want to make too many excuses. I just haven't been putting out any content. Just that, quite frankly, just that simple. Um, but man, I'm here. I'm excited. Ten days away from the wedding. Um, to my lovely, lovely fiance Janice Darcel Wilkerson. I cannot wait to be your husband. I can't wait to marry you. Uh, start a family with you and grow with you in this game called life, man. And I know God got us. God got me. God got you, and I got you. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 37, man. I got a jam-packed episode one for you today. I'm talking everything. I'm talking MLB, football, obviously, and the NBA, obviously. But what type of fan would I be if I don't start off by talking about my Carolina Panthers and the acquisition that we just traded for, the commodity, the guy that I said once upon a time ago, I said he throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Now, the Carolina Panthers just traded their uh, next year's pick, conditional fourth-round pick, if Baker Mayfield plays 70% of the uh, the games this season. It will be a conditional – it's a conditional fourth, but it's a fifth-rounder. But it can if he plays 70% of the games, it'll transfer into uh, a fourth-round pick. We traded for him – and he also took a pay cut. I think uh, it was a win-win on both sides. The Browns, we obviously know who they have signed. A top 10 quarterback on any given day. Top three when he was actually playing Deshaun Watson. And the Browns just needed to get off Baker Mayfield as soon as possible. And now I was going back before between each thing. I'm not going to lie. When we first traded with Sam Darnold, I was a believer in Sam Darnold. After what I have seen, after I have looked at the stats, Sam Darnold is just another USC product, man. He's just another, you can even say another California quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers and a couple more of the guys like Brady and, you know, the GOATs. He's just another product of a of a UCLA, USC quarterback conundrum. Um, we all know the USC quarterbacks, the Matt Liners, the uh, – Freaking, um, what's the boy name? Mark Sanchez, the whoever you want to can think of. Sam Darnold falls into that category, man. Another prominent USC quarterback. Oh, this guy's going to be franchise altering. And then he falls upon his face. For a career, he has 54 passing touchdowns, 52 interceptions. Baker Mayfield has, let me get this right, I think he has 92 uh, passing touchdowns and 56 interceptions. Now, what what's so funny and ironic about this is Baker Mayfield was the first pick of the 2018 draft. Sam Darnold was the third pick of the 2018 draft. And if they was to do that draft all over again, this is exactly how it would play out. Number one, Josh Allen. Number two, probably Saquon Barkley again. And number three, Lamar Jackson. Those are the top two quarterbacks of that draft, man. And I think Baker, he goes third uh, where Josh Rosen went to the damn Arizona Cardinals and so on and so forth. But I like what we did. 
Now, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is going to be our franchise quarterback, but right now he's looking like a nice bridge guy for us. So when you look at the the statistics across the board, he has a better touchdown interception ratio than Sam Darnold. He's obviously won more games than Sam Darnold. He's obviously been to the postseason, which Sam Darnold has never been. He's won a playoff game in uh, in Cleveland. And to be honest, I feel like he he carries too much of a blame when we talk about the Cleveland Browns. Let's just break down that franchise as we, we normally do. That franchise is terrible. During his whole tenure, he had multiple offensive coordinators. He had multiple head coaches. I believe he had four head coaches in his four-year stint with the Cleveland Browns. So he has never had st- stability at the head coaching position. He's never had stability at the offensive coordinator position. And I'm not saying the Carolina Panthers, they're going to be stable because we all know Matt Rule is on a hot seat. Now, I was, I was the first one to say it. Matt Rule is not that guy. It was clearly obvious when he first – uh, his first move was bringing in Teddy Bridgewater as his starting quarterback that he wanted to start with. Hell no. So when you just look at the Baker Mayfield incident with the Cleveland Browns, I feel like he just he holds too much of the blame, all right? Now, he got hurt last year. I don't want to make an excuse for his shoulder, but I have had a torn labrum, and it's awful. It's awful to play with. When you're playing football, when you're playing a contact sport, when you have to get defenders off of you, when you have to throw your arm uh, and, you know, just kind of guide your arm, make tackles, whatever the case may be, playing with a, a torn labrum, it's no fun at all. So I do believe that he will bounce back this year. I do believe that the Carolina Panthers are a playoff contender with Baker Mayfield in this equation. Now, it, now at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching. There's two things that gets you into the playoffs and makes a deep run. One, your quarterback. What type of quarterback do you have when it comes postseason? Is your quarterback playing top eight football in the postseason? No, number two, now your, your, your whole coaching staff. Now we saw with Jimmy G when he took his team to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and – the 49ers just ran everybody out of the building in the NFC. Coaching and quarterback play. Now, Jimmy G is obviously an anomaly. Uh, their defense was stout. They had a running game. But at the end of the day, guess what? They lost the Super Bowl because their quarterback could not complete the passes down the stretch. So, I do believe Baker Mayfield is an upgrade from Sam Darnold. I do believe that we have the weapons and we can really gauge Matt Rule as a head football coach now because we have a comparable quarterback. Sam Darnold is a turnover freaking machine. Now, Baker Mayfield does have more interceptions since tw- he has the most interceptions since 2018 with 56. But if you look at the list of guys that's right after him, Sam Darnold, I just told you what his touchdown to interception ratio was. Jared Goff, nobody believes Jared Goff is a, is a good quarterback at all. And the list goes on and on. So I do believe that Baker Mayfield is in the right situation. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, Ian Thomas, our defense, young defense, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, um, J.C. Horn, Shaq Thompson, the list, Derek Brown, the list goes on and on. So I believe that the Carolina Panthers, 
they have made an outstanding trade. I can definitely see us at least 10 games. 10 games this season, we can go there. Now it's just depending on how early Baker Mayfield plays. I hope that he wins the quarterback competition. And we all know coaching as well. Now let me just transition just a little bit. This guy is a guy who I believe, now some people is going to say he's top 15 all time. You could argue that Kevin Durant is not top 15 all time. And now he's he's going and he's requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Now there's two things that's 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 kind of get me going when I'm thinking of Kevin Durant and his request and trade. Kevin Durant, you built this team together. Kevin Durant, you and Kyrie decided to go to Brooklyn. Out of all the teams that you could have went to in free agency, you decided to go to Brooklyn. That's on you. You built that team. You guys went and you traded for James Harden. You built that team. You went and you got Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You built that team. You also went and got Steve Nash. Kevin Durant, you built that team. You got to hold this L, man. Um, when, when we talk about legacies and the greats amongst the greats, yes, Kevin Durant can score from anywhere on the floor. He's a 50-40-90 guy. We know what Kevin Durant is. He is a, a scoring machine. He has arguably one of the best mid-range games in, in the entire NBA history. He might be the best mid-range game uh, person in NBA history. That's the type of talent that we're talking about. But where is his legacy right now? I'm going to name a couple guys off rip that Kevin Durant is behind. We know he's behind Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe. Tim Duncan, Shaq, Stephen Curry, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Hakeem the Dream, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, and are we sure that he's better than Jerry West all time? That's 15, that's 15, 16 guys right there. And we already know what his two rings symbolize. This the Golden State Warriors. Shout out to them. I didn't do an episode on them uh, of winning the championship. They just won the championship, and Stephen Curry was a Finals MVP. I mean, we we can we can debate it all all day. The only reason why Kevin Durant won those two rings is because he went to the Golden State Golden State Warriors. That's fact. That's non-negotiable. That's not opinionated. That's facts. The the Golden State Warriors were seventy three and nineteen when he went to that team. I think when we're talking about legacies, there's no way that anybody's going to hold Kevin Durant in high regards. I mean, we saw what he went to. He went to the greatest regular season team ever, um, and they just won another championship without him. So how how valuable and how vital is Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's not a leader. He's a follower. Top 15 all time. I don't believe Kevin Durant is a top 15 player all time. Stephen Curry, without a doubt, is top 10 all time. One finals MVP, four rings, two uh, MVP, regular season MVPs, one, the only unanimous regular season MVP. Stephen Curry's top 10. Kevin Durant is really maybe 15, 16 on the all-time ranking list. And I believe that this right here, this request and trade, man, if he goes to – 
if he goes back to the Golden State Warriors, if he goes to the Phoenix Suns, which he has talked about, if he goes to the Miami Heat, which he has talked about, those two teams that are stacked and one, if he doesn't win a championship there, man, he might not be top 20 all time, man. I'm just calling like I see it. I, I think I think that we're all we're all talking about his legacy at this point. What does Kevin Durant's legacy look like without the Golden State Warriors? Just an MVP guy and an all-time great top 30 player without the two championships. Maybe top 35 player without the two championships. Kevin Durant, you got to find yourself, bro. Reports were that you wasn't happy after those two championships. You said, is that it? Yeah, because those didn't fill the void. You didn't go out there and earn it, man. You took the shortcut. Kevin Durant, get better, man. All right, so, yeah, we're just going to transition just a little bit. I told you I'm talking every every sport. We're going to transition to MLB. Now, the All-Star game is coming up, American League versus the National League. Everybody knows I'm going for the American League. I'm a Yankee fan. Aaron Judge, front runner for uh, MVP. I believe he's a top three, top five guy in all of MLB. I really hope that the Yankees sign him to a, a, a bigger, bigger, whatever deal that we got on the table, I hope that we double it. Because if we let Aaron Judge walk, the Yankees, we might go downhill. We're only home run hitters, and Aaron Judge is the focal point of the Yankees right now, bro. And I think that we need to go ahead and just re-sign him, give him. I know that we extended him for one year, $19 million, but... The dude's worth three hundred plus million, man. We I don't care if we got send him half a billion. Give him that money. Aaron Judge is totally worth it. Um, and I'm looking forward to the home run derby. It's, it's some good competitions. Juan Soto, uh, what's your boy from from the Mets? Pete Alonzo, Albert Pujols is up there, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Out of those four, who do I like in the home run derby? Ooh, Pete Alonso is, I think he's back-to-back. Let's go, let's go Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto is going to win the home run derby of this season, man. And the All-Star game is going to be, it's always fun year in and year out. So, I'm looking forward to that. Now, let's transition back to football. Now, as I was watching some of the sports shows this morning, the ESPN revealed their top 10 quarterbacks heading into next season. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Patrick Mahomes. Three, Josh Allen. Four, Tom Brady. Five, Joe Burrow. Six, Matthew Stafford. Seven, Justin Herbert. Eight, Russell Wilson. Nine, uh, Deshaun Watson. And ten, Dak Prescott. Now, I have an issue with this list. Now, obviously, I'm not in the NFL. I'm not an executive, but I will. uh, Shoot, if I definitely become one, I would definitely... uh, you know, this this channel will blow up and everything. But I like to think that I know the game of football is second to none. Why is Aaron Rodgers the number one quarterback heading into next season? Now, if we're talking regular season, obviously, give me Aaron Rodgers. But we have to talk about the whole total body of work. We have to, If we're going to include that, then we need to include this past postseason. Up 10-0. Number top five defense again against the San Francisco 49ers at home at the frozen tundra. Uh, Once again, you don't close it out. 
Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm going to reveal my list in a split second. He is not that guy. Regular season, absolutely. You know he's going to go 13 and when they had 16 games, 13 and 3 or 14 and 2, 12 and 4. But we know where Aaron Rodgers is come postseason, man. You don't win. You don't win the championship regular season. If they did, guess what? Peyton Manning would have six, six, seven Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers would have six, seven Super Bowls. Brett Favre would have six or seven Super Bowls. Like, let's stop this nonsense, bro. When you ask me my top ten quarterbacks heading into next season, Patrick Mahomes has to be number one on any metric. Patrick Mahomes has to be number one. He can make any throw that you're asking for. Not saying Aaron Rodgers can't. But we just know what Patrick Mahomes is. He's young. He's worth half a billion. Patrick Mahomes has to be number one. Number two, Josh Allen. Athletic. Another rocket arm. Can make any throw on a football field. Do we do we forget about that last Epic performance in the AFC uh, conference, not conference, um, semifinals against the, the Chiefs? Come on, man. This dude right now is next level. He has to be at least top two. Number three, Tom Brady. We know what Tom Brady is. I think after this season, he's going to officially retire. Uh, number four, it has to be Joe Burrow. The dude just took his team to the Super Bowl with no offensive line. Joe Burrow has to be number four. Then number five, we could talk about Aaron Rodgers. He's not – right now, I wouldn't take him over those first four guys. Only person I might take him over is, is Tom Brady, and that's just because of his age thing. I'm not taking him above Patrick Mahomes. I'm not taking him above Josh Allen. I'm not taking him above Joe Burrow. It's just not happening. Number six, I'm not going to put Stafford. I'm going to put Herbert there. Now, this is a guy that hasn't been in the postseason just yet. But once again, another young, a young talent arm that can make any throw on the football field. He has to be right there. Uh, uh, number seven, Then I, now I'm going Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion. Um, there's not much I can say. I tried to rain on his parade all last year, asking him, was he really that guy? And he proved late last season that he is that guy. So at number seven, it has to be Matthew Stafford. Number eight, Russell Wilson. He would have had two Super Bowls had they run the football. This guy's all-world. The, the Broncos have got significantly better with him, and he's going to be right there in the running this year in the AFC. He's not ducking no smoke because you saw what, what division he went into. He said, hey, I'm here. What's up? What's up, Raiders? What's up, Chiefs? What's up, Chargers? I'm here, baby. And any top 10 that does not have Lamar Jackson is not a top 10. There's no way Dak Prescott is better than Lamar Jackson. There's no way I'm putting right now Deshaun Watson above Lamar Jackson, and I haven't seen him play in two years. It's just not happening, bro. Lamar Jackson has to be in the top ten. And in the round off the top ten, Kyler Murray, for those ex exact same reasons. I'm taking Kyler Murray above Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. I haven't seen him play in two seasons, and we don't even know if he's going to play this season. So it might be three seasons. Three seasons, so it has to be Kyler Murray. Like, let's stop this nonsense, bro. One Mahomes, two Allen, three Brady, four Burrow, five Rodgers, six Herbert, seven Stafford, eight Russell, Lamar Jackson is nine, and number 10 is Kyler Murray. <clears throat> All right, and since we're doing top 10s, I might as well just stick on my top 10. Let's just transition a little bit.
Fantasy football. This right here is, I believe, the best thing about football outside of, obviously, watching the game. Fantasy freaking football. I'm a back-to-back champion in one of my leagues. I just joined my uh, Kappa Brothers League. I'm going to run them up. That's easy. Easy work. Back-to-back champion. Back-to-back champion. I had to repeat that. I'm just going to go ahead and drop my top 10 PPR players heading into next fantasy football season. All right, so like I stated, man, I'm completely in the mood to talk all things top 10 right now. Um, My top 10 fantasy football players heading into the next season. Number one, Jonathan Taylor. Now, I have the first pick in my next year's draft. I'm not going to say whether I'm going to take JT or not. Obviously, I wouldn't give my, my competition that edge. But Jonathan Taylor has all the tools. Now I feel like the Colts have finally built the offense around him. His rookie season, I had him. They just were not integrating him at all for some reason, bro. They kept letting, letting other people get touches. Uh, they would hand the ball off here and there. But just hand the damn ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Let him work, man. He has the rest. He needs to get better catching-wise this season, and I hope that he does. But Jonathan Taylor, he's a stud, man. So, number one, it has to be JT. Number two, Najee Harris. Now, this is another phenomenal running back. The Steelers have built their offense around him. He can do everything. He can catch. He can run. He can hurdle you. He can run over you. He can run around you. He has the total package, man. Najee Harris, um, another guy, man. I just hope that he can stay healthy. I'm not saying that he was hurt last season by any any spectrum, but this guy, man, he he is a he. I I, will, I wouldn't even call him a a, a gym. This dude is just a straight up diamond, bro. He's he's that, like that. Top three in my uh top ten PPR. Number two. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know where everybody's going to say, Josh, why is Christian McCaffrey within the top five and he stays hurt? Baker Mayfield, man. I believe Christian McCaffrey will stay healthy this season. I think I know Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, so we're not going to have to put a lot of pressure on Christian McCaffrey, man. And I believe Christian McCaffrey is the third best player in fantasy football this season. Number four, Josh Allen. I believe Josh Allen will win MVP this year, and the, the Bills are probably my my early season fra- favorite MVPs, man. They have everything. Josh Allen, he has everything. If he can stay healthy with that defense, th- I'm telling you, bro, this team right here, they're next level. Number five, Cooper Cup. Another guy I had last year uh, was the number one fantasy football player last season. He did everything. Now, the only reason why I don't have him in the top three or top four is because I do feel like a lot of teams are going to start rolling coverage to him. Um, even though Sean McVay is going to, you know, design plays to get him open, we saw what Cooper Cup did. He had arguably one of the best regular seasons from a wide receiver standpoint in NFL history, won the Triple Crown, most touchdowns, most receptions, most yards, Cooper Cup number five. Number six, King Henry. Now, Derrick Henry, he has to stay healthy. What Derrick Henry am I going to get? Last year, he had 900 yards in like eight games. He was going to break that 2,000 rushing yard held by uh, Eric Dickerson. He was going to crush that. If I'm not mistaken, he was still within the top five rushing yards for at least 
10 weeks of the regular season, this dude is next level. Number six, Derrick Henry. Number seven, Austin Eckler. Now, it's another guy that's a lot, a lot of upside, just like Christian McCaffrey. He just has to stay healthy. Um, the Chargers find a good way to get him involved in all of the offense. So, number seven, Austin Eckler. Number eight, Justin Jefferson. Now, this might be a shock to a lot of guys. He's my second-rated receiver uh, in front of Jamar Chase, in front of uh, Devontae Adams, and a, and a couple other guys. Man, I do believe that this guy, Justin Jefferson, is box, box office. He has Adam Thielen on the other side, so you can't really double-team him like that or Adam Thielen is going to eat. But Justin Jefferson has the whole bag, man. He can get open. He can catch on you. And his routes are, are second to none. So number eight, Justin Jefferson. Number nine, Saquon Barkley. I'm having three guys that's huge ifs. Uh, Saquon Barkley, man, he's the real deal. I'm heavily considering taking him number one. I just think he has that much upside, bro. If Saquon Barkley is healthy, he will be the best running back in the NFL. Mark my words. Saquon Barkley, number nine. Number 10, Alvin Kamara. Another guy, man, that won, that had the most yards or more, most points two years ago in fantasy football, man. So this is my top 10, man. I think Alvin Kamara, he's next level, bro. He can easily be top. Top eight on any – top one on any given Sunday, man. Alvin Kamara is a real deal. And that that's really just how I'm feeling, man. Uh, it feels good to be back, man. This is my last episode in my parents' home. I'm 10, away, 10 days away from marriage, man. I love you guys. I love my fiancé, soon to be Mrs. Edwards. Y'all give me a shout-out, like, subscribe, comment. Hey, Joss's Proximity. Until again, I'm going to be at my apartment. We out, baby.